Welcome to JPI 5, a podcast featuring five questions and five answers regarding the California water industry, risk pools, risk management, and more. To support 5, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share episodes with others, and leave us a review. Five stars, of course. Thank you for listening. Now, please welcome our host and guest for today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of JPIA 5. My name is Molly Quirk, and I am the Communication and Outreach Specialist here at Aqua JPIA, and I also serve as the JPIA 5 podcast producer. On today's episode, I would like to introduce you to one of the newest staff members here at JPIA, and that is our Director of Pooled Programs, Jennifer Job. With nearly two decades of expertise in risk management and insurance, Jennifer is dedicated to supporting public agencies and navigating risk through self-insurance, risk pooling, joint purchase programs, and loss control. Her role at JPIA involves overseeing coverage programs, maintaining reinsurance, and developing alternative risk financing solutions. She's driven by a passion for delivering comprehensive coverage solutions and exceptional member support. Welcome, Jennifer. (laughs) Thank you, Molly. That's quite the introduction. (laughs) So we're going to just jump right into our five questions. So tell us a little bit about your background in pooling and how you came to the JPIA. Well, a little trip down memory lane, I suppose. I started my career in pooling really quite by accident, working on a part-time basis as a temp for a risk management consulting firm by the name of Bickmore & Associates. The position that I was hired for was a board secretary for a municipal risk pool It was made up of 54 cities in the Central Valley. This was kind of the bread and butter, if you will, account of this particular firm. The administrator of the pool's name was Ed Bickmore, and he, along with another individual by the name of Greg Trout, the individual that created and founded Kajapa, the founding source, if you will, or association of our risk pooling space, were really integral in helping me discover my career. I guess, in risk pooling and insurance. I've spent the last uh, better part of the last 20 years serving in various capacities throughout the commercial insurance and risk pooling space, and the last 10 years serving as the executive director to four different risk pools made up of municipalities, fire districts, school districts, all that offer various lines of coverage. So kind of the full gamut, property, liability, workers' compensation, employee benefits, now for the first time ever, a risk pool in my new position that serves water agencies. Kind of a little piece of that that some of our listeners may not know is that of the about 150 risk pools that exist in the state of California, more than half, unlike the JPIA, contract out for their staff and their other services. For the last handful of years, it has definitely been a goal of mine and plan to end up at a pool like the JPIA that has in-house staff claims, litigation, training, risk control, all of that. So when the position came about, I really jumped at the opportunity. 
Another kind of funny side note, as I shared earlier, that it all started with Ed Bickmore and and his firm, is that um, he served as the JPIA CEO in the early 80s. So I feel like it was somewhat fortuitous in my path of life to end up here at the JPIA. Ed Bickmore's name certainly sounded familiar. So (laughs) I think that that is an indication that things come full circle. The second question is, what is your most frequently asked question that you receive? And what is your response? So I think I have to break that into two parts. On kind of a lighter anecdotal note, the most frequent question I receive relative to uh, my chosen career is, what's a pool? (laughs) And, you know, you get that quizzical look from your friends and, and people that you meet along the way. And so it took me several years, but I've developed what I'll call like my, you know, 10 to 15 second elevator speech of essentially, I just say, I'm responsible for putting together and, and managing the programs, the insurance programs for California public agencies. I usually am met with this like glazed over response of, oh, okay. So can you pass the, uh, you know, XYZ, whatever <laughs> it is at a dinner party or something to that effect. But all kidding aside, I know, you know, internally with those that are more quote unquote in the know, I suppose, would be how can I lower my rates, especially in the last handful of years. That typically comes, that answer typically includes, you know, a mix mixture of, hey, there's a, a relative portion that's out of, uh, out of our control. The markets really dictate a lot of that and what's going on in the world as well, just providing education uh, as to what types of services and programs exist within whatever program in helping to mitigate the risk to help lower the rates. Yes, I also am working on my elevator speech for answering (laughs) what line of work I'm in because I say the word risk pool and people immediately think it's something dealing with aquatics. Right, (laughs) very true. What? (laughs) What are some of the things that you are looking forward to at the JPIA in 2024? I would say that personally, the sheer thought of 2024 really excites me. I'm a big first, quote unquote, person. I love with a mixture of uh, anxiety and trepidation of, of what's to come. I love first days, first experiences, things like that. Having spent the last 10 years doing and serving agencies that I was very familiar with, making the transition to JPIA has brought me some really neat firsts that I wasn't expecting. Tops of my list in the in the last uh, five months since I've been in my position, my walking along almost a quarter mile of a wooden flume with rushing water uh, <laughs> beneath my feet along the North Fork of the Stanislaw River. So really going into 2024, are looking for more first. Maybe not all nearly as exciting and physically exhilarating as that, (laughs) but just really learning more about the JPIA itself and our members and their operations. Our next question also has to do directly with our members at the JPIA. So if a member were to ask you how to get the most out of their JPIA membership, what would you suggest? I'd say 
That's actually pretty straightforward and breaks down into two components, education and utilization. And education is a little bit twofold in that it's education for the individual members and self-education and coupled with our responsibility as staff to provide education of available services and programs, all of the opportunities that they have as participating members really that are at their fingertips, as well as education for the individual members governing bodies, right? It's important the the boards are the ones that make the decisions that choose which programs to participate in within the JPIA as well. The JPIA, we have our own governing body. Exco that we answer to that that sets the tone and approves all of the programs and services that we provide our members. So there's education in that. And then coupled with that is utilization, right? Mm -hmm. So not only knowing what's available, but then utilizing the services and programs. And I think Molly, you'd agree that your tenure here as well, I'm certain you've heard from members, be it at conference or at uh, various events that members will say, oh, I didn't know we had an HR hotline or how long has that program been in place? And, you know, it's been around for 10 years. So with overall transition as well, there's so we have so many different services and programs. Being able to get that out to the membership and provide that education and encourage utilization is, is, is really important. Yes, absolutely. And kind of in line with what you were talking about of speaking to members at conference and their surprise at all that we have to offer. I, since starting and being here, have been really impressed at our offerings that are specific to training and all the resources that we have available. So please, if you have not explored those yet, do reach out to us or check out the training section on our website. Absolutely. Final question. What are some trends you see on the horizon that JPIA members should be aware of? Well, considering the I in JPIA uh, stands for insurance, (laughs) which as a risk pool, we are self-insuring for our losses. But really, with that general perspective, the biggest trend right now for us and, you know, of significance are really our catastrophic property losses. It's on the forefront, I believe, of, of pretty much everyone's minds coming out of some pretty horrific, if you will, fire years and some significant property losses. But it's interesting as we've transitioned, no pun intended, in our water industry, water is our is one of our biggest losses. What I've learned very quickly since being with the JPIA is when it's wet, we incur a significant amount of losses. If you look just not only nationwide, but globally, the term that is newer to me in the last year or so is SCS, those severe convective storms. And Molly, I know you know that early in, in 2023, JPIA members incurred a lot of losses with the, the mudslides, you know, that came as a result of heavy downpours and multiple consecutive days of wet weather. We need to really be aware of those and encouraging and, and helping our members to address, you know, prevention 
coping mechanisms and, and look for ways to, to mitigate those losses. On equal footing, I would say as well, cyber is on the, the forefront of, of all of our minds. Ransomware attacks um, being at an all time high in the last uh, year or so and phishing, right? Coming in in a close second. I know internally we have our own mechanisms in place where we're regularly getting our simulated phishing attacks. I don't know about you, Molly, but it's definitely some of those quote unquote questionable emails have given me pause and I don't move past them as quickly as I used to. I spend a, a significant amount of time analyzing and looking at the return address and spelling and, and that type of thing. So on that front, JPIA is actively addressing cyber concerns and we've recently implemented and, and rolled out some cyber risk management services to help address you know, and prevent ransomware and phishing attacks. Absolutely. And yes, I have also had those simulated phishing attacks here at the JPIA. And I think that it's been super helpful, not just within the organization, but myself personally, I'm much more cyber aware than I was when I came into the organization. So it's been a fantastic risk management protocol, I think. Thank you so much to our Director of Pooled Programs, Jennifer Job, for spending a little bit of time with us today on JPI5. And thank you, of course, to our listeners for um, spending time with us as well. Great. Thank you, Molly. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to JPI5. Remember to leave us a five-star review, comment, or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you have a topic or guest speaker you would like us to feature or a question you would like to learn more about, please send us an email at podcast at aquajpia.com. Until our next episode, thank you for making us a part of your day.